Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Congratulations, everyone. You listened to the show, so you either advanced in your playoffs into the next round or you advanced to the next round of the toilet bowl and hopefully you'll win a prize i don't know man like we're just trying to look in the always look on the bright side of life monty python taught me many things but that might be one of the most important lessons we've gotten from them um but let's let's just go it's playoff time we need to talk some players and there were two of us that were just so passionate talking about a certain running back that we both accidentally picked running back and both picked the same player so last minute pivot I jumped over to quarterback and this is a quarterback we've talked about talking about but have never actually talked about and I think it's getting more and more important that we do it's got to be Brock Purdy it is Brock Purdy okay (laughs) it is it is important that we talk about Brock you're on mute Travis yeah, so you're talking. What you talked about talking about talking about, or just we talked or, about talking about Brock Purdy, but he now comes up in comparison. We never actually about talked about. Now okay. we're actually talking about. I'm just Brock trying to, you know, keep keep track of the talked abouts. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Awesome. With me, it's impossible to keep t- keep track of that. So just so Brock Purdy, you know, at this point, we all know the story, Mister Irrelevant, poor, poor Trey Lance. Now they're talking about him as an MVP candidate, but he's doing the right thing and saying, man, Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP, which, please, a quarterback doesn't have to be MVP. And let's face it, if Tyreek Hill does end up breaking 2,000 yards, especially after missing a game, that man might, you know, should probably get it also. But let's talk about Brock Purdy because that's what we're here to talk about. Brock Purdy is doing really well, both in the NFL and in fantasy. You know, the rest of that team absolutely helps. But, okay, I've been, like, I've been staring at this, but I like Brock Purdy's worth the 103. <laughs> Whoa. No, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. That's taking I, off. I wasn't quite ready for wow. that. Um, yeah, so so that's really, really, really up there. Drake May could even turn into Brock Purdy. Like that's that's oh, really the question. How oh long no. how long oh. do we wait? Like this is this is such a common oh. occurrence. At all positions, like how long do we wait before we're like, look, draft capital doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter that he was literally the last player drafted in an NFL draft. He is the unquestioned starter of a very, very good NFL football team, QB 14 on the calculator. Uh, At what point do we just throw all of that to the wind and be like, Brock Purdy is here to stay? And he's worth the 103. <laughs> I couldn't say that last part with confidence. So you know I- where you know where you know what I need, like to be able to trust quarterbacks, right? I need the franchise. The to- second quarterback. Well, they've shown that. But- I- Really? Because I haven't seen a contract extension. I, I know well, you. You take that him. as contract. They're using they- the hell out of him with a bunch of studs. As soon as he gets yeah. that money, which. He should definitely be getting right. Yeah. He should be like, getting. They can't. I mean, he's not even all this stuff around him. He was. He was not. He wasn't even registering against the top fifty-one, like highest paid rostered spots, with a cap yeah. hit. Like, <laughs> like he's, he's paid so low. He's like yeah, he's get, he's getting like seventy-five free. bucks for the season. Like <laughs> yeah, and, and a Cole's gift they, card apparently. Yeah, they probably him. give him a pretty he's, good he's meal plan. Well, you know. <laughs> 
See, he should have pulled the Tommy Cutlets and just stayed at home so his mom can cook him dinner every night. Uh, San Francisco is expensive. But <laughs> it's not a cheap housing market. You're up at that wine valley. I mean, okay, so what is what would you guess Brock Purdy ranks in quarterback scoring this season? Hmm. I mean it's like, like sixth I, or seventh, probably somewhere around yeah. there. Unless there's some kind of interesting, you know, like partial point per carry stuff. Nope. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Uh yeah, I would say like like sixth. Fifth, fifth there's actually fourth. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. He is QB four <laughs> both in total points and points oh. per game. Um uh, <laughs> he is the top of that glut of 22, 21, 20. Well, I guess technically you should say Dak Prescott is because Dak Prescott is 23 points per game. Brock Purdy, 22.896. Again, trade addicts leagues are a little friendlier with yards and all of that. So your right. scores might be a little it's lower, whatever. It's all relative yeah. when it's the same scoring system. So yeah. yeah. Um, but since I'm saying points per game, I wanted to put it out there that, yeah. you know, I like points. So, yeah, like, right. So, like, we need to start considering that Brock Purdy's for real. I mean, Ayuk is the one player I know for sure is a free agent at the end of this year. So Debo is going to be coming back. Kittle is going to be coming back. Again, assuming nobody magically retires. Uh, McCaffrey, I believe, is still under contract. So, like, this team is coming back. Yeah, and they should be real good next year. Yeah, so. Then it should all fall apart. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm never. Because they'll have to pay him. Yeah, yeah I think I think he does have his uh, his option year left, right? Pretty sure he does. Did mistaken, they exercise that? I think that they did. So. Did they? That yeah. might be my bad. I, I no, that's okay. Because well, because he is it's, he's in his fourth year. I'm pretty sure they uh, exercised his option, but either way, like it's intact. So like we get this year's scoring and another year, and really he's still on his rookie contract for one more year after that. So we're is gonna get still, a lot of points. Have another, it's a 2025 that. Yeah, he's 2022, and then 2023, four, five. Boom. For, for Purdy, yeah. For Purdy. Huh. Yeah, because I guess he was drafted, so. He does yeah, have, like, he was actually drafted. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, yeah, so, so he's, uh, he's going to be, like, so, the most underpaid athlete on the planet yes, <laughs> for so this, this contract. They've got, they've got to renegotiate with him or give him something. To. It's, it's like, unfair, man. It's dumb. Uh, so that I Drake May, Marvin Harrison I, Jr., or... I think I take Purdy. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. I want Caleb above him. I think I take Purdy over Drake May right now. Um, there's the unknown of I don't know where Drake May is going to go. Like, he's probably not going into a scenario where he's playing with Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. He's yeah, probably he's not landing in that. Elliot and Demario Douglas. And and the key yeah. here. Above so, all else, might be Shanahan, like just scheming guys open like ten yards of free space. You know, yeah. just like, hey, lay up here, lay up there, dunk here. You know, just yep. here's here's your alley oop. You know, just don't just stand up upright in the pocket and just throw it in the general vicinity, and you're going to score points. So yeah, I um, yeah. So if you think you have both the 103 and Purdy on your roster or in your trade asset pool. Do you think you can get as much for Purdy as you can for that 103? Like, do you think this tracks in the real world? That's really what probably, I'm stuck in. In this, you're probably league dependent because there's probably some people that would, let's say they need a quarterback. They might not be willing to yet 
<laughs> they should be willing to give me just as much for Purdy as for the 103. And I would rather give them the 103 than give them the Brock Purdy, if that makes sense. Um, if they if it's somebody coming to me that isn't quarterback needy, obviously they're gonna want the 103. But if we're talking 12 team super flex, yep. Look at the quarterbacks on rosters, folks. There are more people that are quarterback needy than there have ever been before yeah. in a league. Or there are more people getting more comfortable with playing terrible, terrible, terrible quarterbacks on a weekly basis, and quarterback value will go down. That's a tough way to play. It's not fun. It's uncomfortable. I would expect more people to want to lock in their quarterback to more than ever after this year. Yeah. I think until just a couple weeks ago, Purdy certainly wasn't in this in this range. I think it's probably about a half and half. I, I know a couple of leagues that he wouldn't be just because of, of how quarterbacks are valued. But then some, it's just like you have to sell your, you know, naming rights to your firstborn to to, to get you know anything going. So I would say some leagues, and especially in you know beyond twelve team leagues for sure, um, like fourteen team leagues for sure, uh, lean Purdy. But with with twelve team superflex. I think it's fair, but I know of specific leagues. It's probably league league basis because I know it's just you got you have to have to kind of know your league mates in that kind of situation. Yeah, I think but I, I too pick, like yeah. I I just think that most people don't a pay enough attention to Brock Purdy to think that he is the QB four. I never would have guessed. I was with you guys. I probably would have said six or seven. This six or seven is not bad. Not bad at all, but it's by no means four. Like that, you say that out loud. Cause like, I remember trying to get Sam Howell for a late first and then be like, he's the QB three right now. Are you kidding? Give me the one-on-one. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. That was an exaggeration of a situation, but I will say this reminds me of like the running back position production from 2015 or whatever, the, whatever year it was that Devonte Freeman was the running back one. Like <laughs> everyone just kept on getting hurt and all, like, it was just an absolute, you know, mess across yeah. the entire position. And that's what it has been this year. Like, you know what half of all the selected quarterbacks in your draft for redraft purposes are injured you know like you know most teams have you know missed games with their quarterback just for real football purposes so it's just an odd year to to say oh he's you know fourth overall because i think in a, a standard year he probably wouldn't be but even so it's been ridiculously impressive yeah and i do believe that he is locked in as probably top 12ish quarterback i think like i i think he's gonna stay around that area you're gonna have the people that are just so happy with that story and how the niners are doing that he'll be up there and then you're gonna have some people that will hold on to the fact that he was mr irrelevant and won't put him up high enough so i think it's interesting enough that i'll take that pick because to me that pick solidifies a value and almost a guaranteed increase at this point as opposed to purdy where if they get bounced the first rounds of the playoffs, you're going to have the detractors being like, see, Purdy can't win you anything. And that is still out there, regardless of how silly it is. But let's get onto the list. I had a little trouble putting this list together. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it's a little mix of age and production. So my list is Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, and Bryce Young. Does any does anyone not have Bryce Young on the bottom of that list? Did, like, did everyone just go? Well, Bryce Young on the bottom. Yeah, immediately. Um, that's yeah. the name. Like, when I was putting it together, I'm like, <laughs> I, he shouldn't be on this list, but I'm going to do it anyway because I was I wanted to ask that question. 
Okay. I mean, uh, I, we'll, we'll I assume we'll there's we'll a massive shift in Carolina between this year and next year. And yeah. hopefully there's hopefully he'll make a major philosophy change does something positive for Bryce Young. So like I'm by no means out on Bryce Young. Yeah. If I could turn Bryce Young into any one of these other four guys, I would do that in a heartbeat. So like right. he's not even yeah, he's he's easily the bottom of the list. All right, so take him off the list. So it's Goff, Love, Purdy and Prescott. Goff, Love. Well, I can tell you I'm not giving the 103 for Jared Goff. I'm not giving that for Jordan Love. I don't think no. Uh, Dak, I might consider it. Like if I'm in, for some reason in a playoff and, uh, I have the one Oh three, like I want Dak's next couple of weeks. And of course I feel okay with his future. Bombed this week. Uh, yeah, Yeah. I'm aware. (laughs) Uh, I just traded CJ Stroud in a league for Dak. contract league. So like, I, it's not just, uh, you can't keep him forever. Right. Yeah. So I was only at a couple of years anyways, but nonetheless, um, yeah, it backfired. I got killed. Um, I think I'll put Brock Purdy above Dak. I think I'm going Brock Purdy, Dak, Love, Golf. I'm There's going definitely Dak an argument top. to be made for Dak. I'm going Dak up top, and then Purdy, and then yeah. Goff, and then Love. Actually, hmm. yeah. And I will say with with the young thing, and um, and really just, I I need to dive into this a little bit more. I've done a lot of, uh, you know, sack model analysis this year just in general like with some of the stuff i was doing um even for like mojo price projection stuff earlier and uh it's just (laughs) yeah but like the 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 efficiency uh of of pass rushing um i believe we're seeing just a weird outlier year in terms of uh getting home against some of these guys and maybe it's on the quarterback as well but uh bryce young and and sam howell and a, a number of other Quarterbacks who who have multiple starts have just had a really really stupid high sack percentage. So it's just going to be an interesting off season for analyzing, you know, QB I don't know, fourteen to twenty five ish, um, just because the profiles are just all over the place in that range uh, this year in particular, in, in creating a, an, a, an absurd number of negative plays uh, by by like by almost every measure, whether it's expected points added or. Uh, just uh, just flat out turnovers or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, Young probably should be in this tier, but it's just hard to rank him there given how many negative plays he's he showed us already. But I think I put him right next to Love. So I, like he's a player, close, Young's close a player that I have an interest in trying to acquire. Same, same here. I'm curious how low his value is going to drop. Yep. Um, if I can, I like. So just also before you finish, February's gonna roll around and Caleb Williams and Drake May and maybe even Jaden Daniels are going to be ranked above Bryce Young. Definitely Jaden Daniels, be. actually. Definitely yeah. Jaden Daniels. Also, so, so just to put that out there in perspective for what John is about to say, because I agree with what he's about to say, and sorry I cut you off, but no, it's like it, this is going to further depress Bryce Young's value. That's why mm-hmm. I want to point out like his value will continue to go down and have nothing to do with him. It's yeah. just, you know, rookie season. Uh-huh. It's going to be looking like late first. You could maybe acquire him. <laughs> like, yeah, it's already there actually. Yeah, yeah. it might. And if it drops, that's what I was trying to think. Could I get it outside yeah. the late first? I don't think there's any way to do that. You're never going to get him for a second, maybe like a player in a second. Yeah. Um, 
let's say like Baker signs. <laughs> Baker's on a one-year deal with Tampa, right? Yeah, and Baker's actually been good, really, really good. Like, yep. so he's he's here. Let, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be playing into his mid thirties now. We yeah. just get, you gotta get you know used to that fact. So I mean, like, if he signs a contract and Tampa Bay gives him a little bit of a commitment, like Baker in a second for Bryce Young, like that's yeah. an offer that might get eyeballs. Yeah, for sure. And I might be willing to do that. And, and one last Bryce Young question before we move on to running back because we're not really talking about Bryce Young. How much do you think Bryce Young's value would jump if, let's say, they spend the 201 on an offensive lineman to beef up their line and then draft a, like two wide receivers and then spend free agency money? Like, let's pretend they grab T. Higgins. Like, let's pretend they grab, I mean, I mean, I, the, other, the only two names I had were Higgins and Ayuk, and I just got proved wrong on Ayuk. So all I really have, but like, let's say they bring in a, a decently big named wide receiver. How much do you think that helps Bryce Young's value? A lot. Yeah, agreed. Good. And this offensive line class is is deep enough that you can get a really solid tackle at the beginning of, of round two. Most years are, but like guys that should go in the first are going to be available in, in the second at that particular position. So. This I is like why that. Brock Purdy is more affordable than he should be because he's the one that you brought and we barely talked about him. Yeah. Like, it's just, he's not exciting. Um, it's just that. Should be. Should be. It's he not like be. we're past the point of sneak this past your league mates with yeah. Brock Purdy. Like, like that's you the thing. You might still be sneaking past, though, even if you're offering like the 106, 107, 108. I would do that. I would give up the 106 or 107 yeah. for Brock Purdy. Yeah, probably without thinking. Yep. Because even if he settles as scoring QB 12, 13, I'm fine with that. Like, cause he, he's the future there. So that's fine. But the one Oh three is still way too scary for me again. And Travis making the great point in a very depressed QB, not even not QB scoring, but like QB longevity year. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to running back and, and let's, Hey, Hey Travis, what, what, what running back do you want to talk Surprise. about? Surprise. You know, we, we didn't even mean to, so we we're, we're supposed to spread things out. Talk about different positions. I missed the, <laughs> I missed the Russell called running back immediately when we were talking about the show. And so I was like, oh yeah, I'll take running back too. I didn't say too, but you know, I was like, I'll, I'll take running back. And we both picked the same exact player. Accidentally picked the same position, picked the same player. I want to talk about Rashad White because that guy has been killing it. And it's been great to see because I was, on him for a long time in in campus to Canton formats. So I had him even producing on my teams in college, uh, which is a lot of fun. And I was like, hey, you know what? This this you know former JUCO transfer guy, he's actually probably going to be a top five running back in his class. And lo and behold, he's been one of the best running backs in his class for sure. Um, and has been killing it this year as like over 1,300 yards from scrimmage. Has what, four or five weeks in a row of 100 yards from scrimmage uh, going. He's got a ridiculously nice streak of production. And he's been rising up uh, the dynasty trade calculator in terms of overall value. And uh, I've seen some deals from him in my, in my leagues where people are just, you know, going in on him for the playoffs and, and just trying to uh, really win now. And I'm, I'm like, man, not even just win now, like he's still not old. So like uh, we probably have him producing for a long time. So I'm excited uh, that we accidentally chose the same player. 24 years old um, points per game, RB eight at the moment. Yeah. And uh, what's fun about him is he's been really producing as a, as a receiver too. And so I, I want to, that, that, that kind of brings me to 
um, who we'll talk about today in terms of uh, comparables and, and where we might list him and rank him. Um, but before we do that, I do want to talk about the the pick value uh, range where he is currently. On the calculator, he's 20.5. The 1.08 is 21. So he's basically almost right on the dot with pick 1.08 uh, for next year's rookie drafts. So lower than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I looked it here, up, actually, I kind of thought, huh, that's interesting. Because he's well, it's because of how well he's been scoring, and I know. Yeah. Um, Dynasty Trade Calculator is one of the quicker calculators I've seen to react to scoring. Like, usually a running back will have two, three good weeks in a row. You see that bump much faster in DTC than you do anywhere else, which is absolutely needed, especially at the running back position, because we all know what happens to running backs. But it also is important to say he had a really slow start to the season. Hasn't missed a game. But like, didn't break double digit. Well, he had a good week too, but like, barely broke double digits until week like seven. But he's the total points RB four. I, I mean, just to show how many other running backs have missed games or maybe tailed off. But like, he, yeah, I know he's RB eight in points per game, but four in overall that means a lot at running back. Um, I would if I'm in the playoffs, I made it through that first round. Maybe I scraped by by the you know the skin of my teeth, which has always been a gross saying because like, do your teeth really have skin on them? Like, I don't think so. I don't know um, my teeth to have an answer there. Sorry. By the by the edge calcium of my teeth. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think right now, like for every reason you said before, I, I don't think I hate the idea. Like the Rashad White team got eliminated in round one and I didn't. I don't think I hate the idea of sending my pick, my first for Rashad White. And I think there's a very good chance that still gets done. Like it's, you know, a first for a 24-year-old running back, even though he still has two more years on the contract. Like we just said, Baker doing really, really well. They bring back Baker. I mean, Evans might be gone, but they still have Godwin. Trey Palmer is really good, in my opinion, at least. Like most of that team is going to be there still. So I think I do that. I think I give the 108 for Rashad White, no matter how weird it feels to say that about a running back. I think you're I, I approaching it from that aspect. I am a playoff team that's made it to the semifinals. I have my 2024 first. Yes, I will give that for Rashad White. Because it could be the 108. It could also be the 1091. Or no, it could be the it could not be the 108. 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, yeah it could be the 9, 10, 11, 12. So it's today. just outside the 108. Yeah. I would give that. Um, the thing is, if I am already out of it and I know I'm locked into the 108, I'm not giving that for a running back right now. Like, yeah. So there's, the, I mean, we have to go over both scenarios because that's where we're at in the league right now. That's where we're at yeah. this season. Four teams are alive, most likely in a 12 team league. Um, if I'm any one of those, I would easily give my 2024 first for Rashad White. If I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, real quick before you start, Travis. Okay, so let's pretend that you're not yourself for a second, John, that you're not waiting for the literal last second to buy a running back. Let's pretend this was your last year of setting up a rebuild. You know, you're ready to go next year. You have three or four picks in the first round of this year. Would you give up the 108 then to throw Rashad White on your team to just be ready to go next year? Nope, because I'm pretty sure that my, I'm pretty sure I can get, if, if, 
if the manager that has Rashad White is willing to give Rashad White right now for the 108, I have a feeling they will also be willing to give Rashad White for the 108 in about uh, six months, five months. Um, And then maybe they'll, they'd be willing to give for a 2025 first in about 11 months. When I'm actually interested in adding a running back. That's why I tried to throw that. Let's pretend you're not you for a minute. (laughs) I understand that. But (laughs) even if I'm not me, I'm aware of my philosophy. So I will still follow that. Um, Yeah. So no, I'm just, once, once I'm out of it, why would I invest in a running back? That seems silly. Because people, no matter how much I try and preach during the non-point scoring season, you don't care about points. All you want to do is put your team in the most valuable position to make moves when points matter. People still love to look at their team and look at their lineup. It's, I don't get it. I don't <laughs> do it, but like, I, I'm not going to shame people for playing the way they want to play. Like, so Just there are people... his leagues and disables lineup setting for all managers. Once the season's <laughs> over, your league is Just... not allowed to set lineups right now. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like you just count your 10 best. It's fine. Um, But yeah, like I I don't hate bringing, like uh, avoiding the thinking of John's and mine. Like if I were the kind of person that just wants to look at my lineup, no matter what time of year it is and be happy about it, I don't hate the idea of putting Rashad White on my team. He's a great, he's a great get for somebody that's still in it and contending in the semifinals. He's a great get. I love that. Outside of that, no, I don't want to. Just sorry. I to me, it's just no brainer. Regardless of, I, I, I hear what you're saying, John. I know I appreciate your process there, but 1.08 versus Rashad White. I just, I just Rashad White's the dude. So like, there's not going to be a running back that even goes that high at all in next year's dynasty rookie drafts. There won't be a running back that even comes in that is that tier of producer at all um, next year. So probably won't see anybody like that and to get to get a player like that in the rookie draft, at least till 2025. So I much prefer Rashad White, but getting to I think what the value, I wonder what the value of, of like the 108 plus your 2025 first, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, does that hold more value to somebody that's looking to rebuild and maybe you get a better a much better running back, maybe older. I don't know. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know the if the value works out to be there, but yeah, I mean, on, on the calculator, 2025 first is like worth 15.5, which is pretty significantly short of Rashad White. But you could get another running back that might be a plug and play that you know, uh, for you know, five or something on the, on the calculator as well. Uh, so like if you added a player in the Tyree Spears range. You know, like a Tajay Spears and a 2025 first for Rashad White. Like that's that's the kind of deal that might be on the table, or like even like a Jerome Ford, Jalen Warren, somebody like that that's not like a super old running back. Um, I think that that kind of might be on the table if you wanted to go a different route and and actually you know not lose first but add first if you have Rashad. Um, yeah, that would be a John move probably. It would be a John move. It would be. <laughs> Although I'd still want to do it now. I'd still yeah. wait. Yeah. I'm curious to see what your list looks like compared to the one that I put together. <laughs> oh, man. If, if if we nail this, uh, th- that's going to be pretty wild. Um, okay. So my list, I, I couldn't go up one more tier. I, I almost added the, the two running backs above him, uh, above this tier. But uh, I went with Kenneth Walker, Kyron Williams, 
Rashad White, and Alvin Kamara. One I'm not kidding. player different. One player different? I did not put Kamara. I used Javante. Oh, my God. If I was going to be a signed running back, man. I was bringing Kenneth Walker the third today. If I if well, I got slotted the running back. Well, I'm glad we're all on the same page then. Because That's I was great. trying to get rid of Kenneth Walker the third in the league, and I could not get rid of him last week. Well, now <laughs> you can. Uh, maybe. All right, so I'm going to go. Um, Kyron Williams is first for me. Um, I I. I mean, I, I stared for about a second between Kyron and Rashad. And the thing is, I think I just liked Kyron better coming in. They're both in very similar situations. They're on pretty good offenses, but they're both the guy in that offense. So I'm going to stick with Kyron, the guy I kind of just liked more already. Um, Rashad White next. I don't think I'm sad having either of them on my team at this point. Uh, I'll put Javante Williams third and Kenneth Walker He's fourth. Not on Javante's not on the list. Oh, Kamara, right? This isn't my list. So <laughs> Kenneth Walker third, Kamara fourth. Um, just age is all that really matters right now. Um, Kamara could be done at any given point, and Kenneth Walker, while Seattle, I have no idea what they're doing. Like I just need Pete Carroll to retire because they're beating like Philadelphia. Cool. We know that. Fair enough. Um, but, like, I need Pekow to re- retire. And then so someone could just figure something else out with that running back backfield. Um, but, yeah, so Kyron, Rashad, Kenneth, and Alvin is my order. I have the top two flipped. I have Rashad White, then Kyron, then Kenneth Walker the third, and then Kamara. So, pretty close. Do you have any, like, solid reason for Rashad over Kyron? Just curious. Is that question for if I, yeah, uh, I'm sure Travis has a solid reason. Um, for me, while uh, I don't want to say that I trust Baker Mayfield more than Stafford because I don't, but I kind of feel like the Rams situation could still change. Uh, you trust Baker being there more than Stafford being there, <laughs> yes. I, I think that's it. Like, I think Baker that's returns fair. to Tampa. Yeah, I think they he kind of I don't think Stafford necessarily is going anywhere next year either. So but like literally that's a I think there's a risk of it, maybe. Yeah, there's um, always the or at least that there's not a risk, there's a perceived risk, which probably gives a little bit of a knock to Kyron Williams. Um overall, no, not much of a difference at all. Like if I tiered them, those two would probably be in a tier. Kenneth Walker would be real close to in that tier. Kamara would be on a tier of his own just because of age and, you know, every year should be the last year for him. Right. Mm-hmm. At this point. So. So for me, I, I have Rashad white, uh, Kyron Williams, and then a tier break. And then uh, Kenneth Walker and Alvin Kamara are really close to each other, mainly yeah. because uh, Kenneth Walker doesn't, he's still, he's added some receiving uh, game, but not in a way that is super, you know, elite at all. And so I really like the just kind of longevity that has come with uh, a Camara. I mean, when we look at his, I know that he's, it's not what he, what he's done, but what he will do for your team. But what's, what's weird about his profile. He's always been good uh, for the most part at just uh, not, um, you know, taking you know immense amounts of excess uh, contact and where he's used as well. Like he's not even just like a, a bell cow, runner outside the last two years he kind of was but they're even this year they're kind of changing how they're using using him to be just like a you know just a receiver still again and he's going to have another 
1300 uh, yard season on, on and just kind of coast to that uh, once again. It's going to be crazy looking back on, on Kamara's uh, career because he's already up to like 10,000 yards from scrimmage. So he's somebody that's probably going to eventually go into the Hall of Fame. Um, his particular profile as, you know, this receiving back who uh, doesn't have to – doesn't have – sorry, just lagging here. Can you guys hear me okay? Sorry. Yeah, you're good. You're Keep fine. going. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he doesn't always have to lean on just the running game to be a value, and he just has a ridiculous floor. So I like him, uh, and I know he's older, but when it comes to running backs, show five is just not a given uh, for these players. So I'd much prefer uh, Kamara. Um, if, if they were even close in age, I'd much prefer Kamara to Walker, but I yeah. would prefer Kamara to even Javante Williams, who you had mentioned as being in the conversation for this year as well. But Rashad White, speaking of receiving production, that's why I actually do give him slight nod over Kyron because what he does is he catches slightly more passes per game, and he does so uh, in a mold that uh, you know he's a great runner and he actually has size, uh, like feature back size too, mm-hmm. um, and verified better athleticism. I think just profile-wise, when they were coming in, Rashad White, I gave him the nod, mainly because of uh, some of the athletic concerns with Kyron. I still had Kyron uh, pretty high, even after the draft capital, but Rashad was like running back two-ish, but maybe three-ish, right next to uh, you know Brees Hall in his class. So very high on his profile overall. So I think he sticks for a long time, and I just I still have more trust in Rashad in general as a prospect coming out and who he is now to to, to sustain what he's doing. RB2. We might have to talk about Reese Hall at some point, Russ. Oh, God, we do. Um, Real quick, before we move on, um, I put a secondary list together trying to take age out of it a little bit. Would you put any of, would you put Rashad White ahead of any of these three players? Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, or Josh Jacobs? Maybe Jacobs for me. (laughs) I think probably not. not. um, I think so. Yeah, Jacobs. But uh, that's probably it. Yeah, I'm around this. Like, I, like man, it's, it, it's still weirding me out how well that uh, Zach Moss is doing. Um, and I know that the second Jonathan Taylor got healthy, they just took Moss out of there. But I don't know if that happens again next year. Don't you mean uh, Trey, Trey Sermon, Sermon? And, and Tyler Goodson? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh, all the Zach Moss that I started this weekend. Yeah. By the way, all lined up so well. Najee Harris was, in terms of rushing yards, he was fourth in that game behind Trey Sermon, Tyler Goodson, and Jalen Warren. Then you have Najee Harris in rushing yards in the game. <laughs> Very thankful the one oh team I have Najee Harris on was on a bye last week. Okay, so I'm still really weirded out that John decided to talk about tight end, unless it has been that long that we've t- since we've talked about Kyle Pitts. <laughs> it's not been that long since we talked about Kyle Pitts. No, I I am curious uh, about our thoughts on a rookie tight end that started out, uh, let's say, not having as good of a year. But over the last few weeks, he's actually been producing kind of nicely. So I'm curious if we are interested in seeing if there's a discount for him or what our overall value thoughts are. It's Michael Mayer. So came out with some hype but lost a lot of that hype at the Combine. Uh, Obviously, pretty good college career. Production, not great at the beginning of the year, but lately he's been doing better. So he comes in on the calculator at 12.3. This is just below the 112, but above the 201. So 
I went with like the 201 and you add a little something to it just to finish the deal off, Would which is right around where he was drafted last year. So like his value kind of just held. Yeah, Are we willing to invest the same level that we invested last year at him? No, because I think this draft is better than last year, or at least in places I like it to be. <laughs> um, you know, I'm absolutely going to find a wide receiver I like so much more than Michael Mayer. Though I agree, like Michael Mayer wasn't was never supposed to be that athletic tight end. He was never supposed to be doing what Laporta is doing or what Kincaid sort of just didn't do this week. Um, Bagel. Yeah, uh, man, I have such a talk about trade deadline and stuff like that with Dalton Kincaid, but that's not the story for right now. Like, he's, like, to me, I saw Michael Mayer, and I'm just like, oh, cool, another Jason Witten, let's go. Uh, so I'm fine with him not really doing all that much this season, especially with the weird year the Raiders have been having. That said, I'm still not giving up the 201 by itself for Mayer right now. Like, honestly, I don't do anything for him right now because it's going to take a second round pick and I'm going to have to see those second round second round rookie draft wide receivers before I decide that. Let's say you have him and somebody offers you the 201. You smashing except on the 201? Smashing, no. But like, yeah, I'll take it. Because okay. if anything, it's a reroll. Like, you know, Mayor hasn't really hit. Chances are I'm not depending on him. I can go flip a second, a 25 second for a tight end that I'll need when the season starts kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd probably take it. All right. What about you, Travis? I think I would take the 201 as well. I think, it, you know, if, if you're saying that you would prefer him over that, it's, it's where he's probably going to be value-wise next year because to me he's probably going to be – like right now in the calculator he's tied in like 13-ish. And so we can get to the comparables, but – uh, he's probably going to be a tight end one in value next year because uh, he's still like 22. And he, yeah, I mean, he, he actually wasn't a bad athlete. He didn't miss any key thresholds at all. He just wasn't an elite one, you know, an elite athlete in the position. So he, he was coming in. He was just the do it all player. And we knew it for like three years. Like he was the tight end one in the class for most of his college career in terms of projection. So uh, he just kind of has held suit since he came into college. <laughs> like he would just, he hit expectation like all the way through. Uh, so I don't know, like that, that kind of player isn't sexy, but, but he's uh, good and rosterable and will be productive probably next year. Just fine. But yeah, I think I would probably prefer taking a role, like a re-roll, like you said, at uh, one of the wide receivers or even the potential running back one or two in the class next year. Um, who's the, what is the tight end two coming out of this year look like? And tied into prospect in this class, yeah. Uh, obviously, not going to get Brock Bowers, he's the tight that's end. Why, that's why I didn't even yeah. bother saying right. that, like, but yeah. just so people, uh, just you know, can hear that for the umpteenth time, it's Brock Bowers tied in one 40 mile gap, and then we have uh, JT Sanders or Jatavion Sanders, who actually coming into college, he was like, uh, we didn't know if he was going to go and be an edge rusher or a tight end, or if he was just going to add weight and be a defensive lineman. Like, he was just this did he freak. play basketball in high school? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he just, he could have gone in so many different directions athletically, anything like the front seven uh, and tight end and offensive lineman and whatever, he could have been anything uh, that he wanted to be, but he just decided to, Hey, I'm just going to be this super jacked receiver. Uh, and so he's, he's still intriguing. And so I think I would probably give the edge 
maybe to, to him versus Mayer just because of the athletic upside mm-hmm. with him and, and you know his ceiling projection. Uh, but it's close. After the tight end two, though, there's no conversation. I'd prefer Mayer. And Sanders is probably closer to the middle of the second, I would guess. Right now, yes, because he's, he's missed some time this year. Like, Had he been healthy the whole season, I think we'd be super – there will be a lot more hype around him, but there will be again at the combine. So he might be a mid-second right now, but – once if if he does get round two capital um, in a decent spot, he'll be around the two point oh one probably. So, so it's I think it's fair, but I would probably lean the two point oh one. I'm probably taking the pick too, and mostly because I would rather have wide receiver most likely. <laughs> but uh, I will say there are plenty of teams where like I'm starting Taysom Hill every yeah. week, and it feels gross. So. I don't have a I wouldn't have a problem if Michael Mayer's ceiling was Jason Witten for the next, you know, five, six years. Like that's fine. I started Jason Witten back in fantasy football years ago. Yeah. He he was fine. Like I never felt overwhelmed. Um, I never felt great. I never felt terrible. Like he was fine. Michael Mayer should be fine. Like yeah. probably startable most of next year. I don't know that there's a massive value rise or decline. So like the difference stream between the, like the 201 and the 205, it's probably going to end up being the 201 because there's going to be a receiver at the time. Yeah. By the way, I think I, I, I lied to you. He didn't miss, JT Sanders didn't officially miss time. I was just double checking that he, he was basically a decoy for three weeks, but mm. you know, still wasn't hundred percent for a good four weeks of the season. Uh, the Mark Andrews, George Kittle route. Hated. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. I'm curious if his value declines anymore. Because mm-hmm. eventually, um, eventually, I think it will get. To, I as these receivers start being known and stuff that we all want at the 201 and the 202, like you know that, that tier of late first, early second that kind of merges all together. Where like yeah. the 111 and the 202 end up being about the same actual value or target of a player. Outside yeah. of that is probably where I'm like, eh, okay, now I'll probably. You know, I'm a little more intrigued at just that where that tier ends. It's just hard with right now the difference between the 112 and the 201 is super significant. <laughs> yeah. Until we uh until we kind of have names to players. All right. So the list we have Michael Mayer, we have Pat Fryermuth, we have David and Joku, Cole Komet, and Jake Ferguson. I'll go. Please. I would have. Michael Mayer at the top of that list. Uh, and then David Njoku. And then Cole Komet, Jake Ferguson, and Pat Farmuth. Um, he was the bottom on DTC's calculator, too. And I was like, man, he has all in. Mm-hmm. Just okay. plummeted. Yeah. Uh, all I know right now is that – well, no, I need to ask a question. I have not – Weirdly, I have not really seen much of the Cowboys play this season at all. Is Jake Ferguson for real? Yeah, he's getting yeah. he's involved. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Like, because that Muth is also on the bottom of my list because he, I mean, let's just, you know, because it's so easy to do a team for team. Like, I, you know, Jason Witten was nice and easy because, well, he ended up on the Raiders. But, like, I see Muth and I just think Heath Miller. Like, the same thing as Witten, who he always ended up being a top 12 tight end because he just was always there. You know, he was well, he did well enough, but Muth has actually missed a bunch of games lately, but not really the point. Yeah. Like Muth to me has zero ceiling unless yeah. 
that team completely redoes everything, which the Steelers don't really seem to do. Um, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm going to have Ferguson third. Mayor, Njoku, Ferguson, Komet, Frymuth. Yeah. I legitimately have no idea what to do with this rest. Like, it's really just like, okay, whatever. I mean, that's that. That's fine. I'm going to put Njoku first because I really hey, there we go. always liked him. I always wanted him to be a thing. And I'm, it was one of those, he's young. He'll, he went, even when his contract's up and he goes to another team and then they tag him. And I'm like, why, why did they keep him? And of course it really took Joe Flacco to unleash David Njoku. <laughs> but he was doing, he was doing pretty well with, with Watson there also, but I'll take Njoku just because I think he's, probably the most athletic out of all of these guys anyway. Hey, where, and, where do you think he ranks in tight end targets this year? Uh, 12th? <laughs> like, oh, I would, it's got to be like fifth or sixth if he's asking is, the question. Like Ingram's ahead of him. Kelsey's ahead of him. Andrew's got Hawkinson so. is ahead of him. Hawkinson, maybe. yeah. Goddard maybe McBride's ahead of him. Pride. Well, McBride, McBride, Goddard each either had injuries or needed to wait for injuries. The same thing about like Kincaid. Oh, true. So oh, where's he rank? Where's he rank, Travis? Fourth in time. Oh, God. All right, so there you go. Njoku to the top, baby. Um, I'm gonna put Jake Ferguson second then, just because if you guys think he's real and he's doing what he's I, doing, I'm not saying he's real. I said he's involved. <laughs> yeah, but like that means this is for real. If he's involved, like they're they're not they're gonna they're not gonna replace him. It seems like if he's this involved in the offense, they're probably not gonna go and just replace him. They've been waiting for a tight end to do this. Like we wanted Blake Jarwin, we wanted Dalton Schultz to really do all of this, and they, eh, eh. but Ferguson is still what like two three years under contract there and all of that stuff. So I'm gonna put Ferguson second. Um, Mayor third, Komet fourth, even though him and Fields seem to be doing well enough together, just I think a little too burned on Komet to put him above someone that I think is just all around better. So Njoku, Ferguson, Mayor, Komet, and Muth, and I just hate all of what all of that. So we, we all we all agree that Friar Muth is last and Komet is fourth. Yeah, uh, I think so. Way. Kamek is actually the most valuable based on DTC. That's not surprising. He is number 10 in tight ends on the okay, category that is right now. Uh, which, he... I'm not kidding. I swear, I think he ended up on some waiver wires a year ago. Did he not? Like, yeah, he was. Yeah. Or yeah. And then he had like a really close. productive short window. And yeah, I don't know. Points per game, tight end eight on the season. Yeah. Ferguson's 10th. So He's just been, been kind of, you know. I have Njoku third. I have Ferguson second. I I don't disagree with like terribly with the flip flop, but like this is, you know, uh, Jake Ferguson is twenty four and Joku is twenty seven. So I'm an ageist. So I will give the tie to uh, Ferguson and then Mayor. I have him listed at number one on this list. Like, if I'm going to go out shopping in this tier of tight ends, Mayor's the one that I'm going to want to go get. I'm not yeah. really like excited shopping down this aisle. I don't think uh, I do that at all. So, <laughs> it might just be the aisle. You look at the sign, you know, oh, I don't need to walk down that one next aisle, please. Yeah. But uh, yeah, to me, yeah. it's like Mayor and Njoku in their own tier and then a break. Is that 
Is that, is that where you guys are? Or no. I have Ferguson above Njoku. I, I would probably put all three of them in a tier okay, together. Okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and I had. I just think for up. like real football purposes, I just don't. So Ferguson was such a, like a, such a grinder in college. Like he was a fun player to root for. Like with Wisconsin, like he was their de facto like wide receiver one for a little bit. But I just think if you put him next to Njoku, uh, like and like just stood there and looked at him, you're like, oh yeah, Njoku, <laughs> uh, uh, not no competition. And then like if you put him next to Mayer, like same thing. Like it just, I don't know. It just, and that may seem less process oriented, but it's like to me, for real, like real football purposes, and like in their long term stickability <laughs> on rosters and just projections for beyond, you know, the next couple of years. I just think Mayor and, and Joker are going to be in the league for a very long time. Still, both of them. Yeah, I think we need to go back to part of our analysis being like their photos from the underwear Olympics, like how we keep showing that picture of Tom Brady. Like, remember that picture? Like, I will say oh that picture God. from three, four years ago where it was like Melvin Gordon and like two other running backs standing next to each other. Melvin Gordon had these little chicken legs compared to everyone else. Like, that should be part of our analysis. That, that, that yeah, I will say Joku would be the tight end one still, probably, if we were just going by the uh yeah underwear olympics type deal because he was ridiculous like he yeah. was <laughs> man that 2017 tight end class it may not have really turned out to be much but it was exciting at the time that's real though ingram and joku have been like top 10-ish producers since they came into the league like so i don't know i'm just really sad about oj howard but kittle was in yeah. there too, right and there was I'm one other who, who, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Who you said? Kittle was, was 2017, wasn't he? Yeah, but, uh, round. But he was like round five. He was lower, <laughs> much lower. Yeah. Ugh, memories. All right. Well, we are shutting down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher, Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. Ring the bell. We are 